What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN but this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. The And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. What are we doing? I'm going to drop the plans for this. And Eric Fry. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. What's happening out there? Welcome in uh, to the start of a new week and the start of a new edition of the uh, starting lineup. You're on 98.9 at the uh, game ESPN radio. What's happening out there, everyone? Welcome in. It's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry alongside. We're here live in the studios of 98.9 Jack FM Studios. And we've got a good show for you. Lined up, as always. Hopefully, everyone had a, a nice weekend out there and uh, enjoyed your Mother's Day uh, yesterday with all the uh, moms. And uh, we're back and ready to go. It's May 15th, uh, 2023. And, of course, we got... The uh, top three moments from the sports weekend uh, along the way, of course, here on a Monday. And we'll take a whip around a major league of baseball from what happened. We'll take a look at uh, some local sports that happened on a Friday and a Saturday, closing out the uh, regular season. We'll get you set for the schedule today, postseason is supposed to get underway. I know there's some rain in the uh, mm-hmm. forecast, and hopefully that doesn't disrupt the uh, postseason schedule too much. Uh, but we'll tell you about that as exciting times there as the postseason gets underway. And we'll also hit up on uh, some other postseason action from the national sports. NBA, Game 7 yesterday, Jason Tatum getting it done, and Doc Rivers loses another Game 7. I can't wait to talk about this. <laughs> yes, we'll definitely hit up on that conversation and uh, the uh, Stanley Cup playoffs as well from over the uh, weekend. As, uh, he's been co- compared to Mike Trout and Connor McDavid, and, uh, and the Oilers bowing out last night thanks to uh, Vegas and uh, we'll hit up on that as well as game of seven tonight with the Kraken yeah it's win or go home uh, tonight for the Kraken so uh, we'll definitely be uh, touching on that as well and of course uh, the racing this weekend a NASCAR mm-hmm. and we'll hit up on a NASCAR pick em. we'll recap that and we'll take a look at how we're doing on our head-to-head bracket game as we get the uh, second leg of that. Yeah, all-star race this weekend. So we'll take a break from the brackets. Not the pick but we'll take a break from the brackets this week. We're already at the all-star the star thing? Yeah, it's All-star not, race? Yeah, it's not the midway point of the season like in most sports. Hmm. 
It's very they odd. They always do the, the all-star race the weekend before Memorial Day. Hmm. Very odd. But Well, when okay. you only have one off weekend, Travis, in the entire season. I guess so. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, so uh, we'll be uh, getting uh, hit up on that as well. Of course, whatever we don't get to here in the trust show, we have to end the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion and listen and download to that on our, your favorite podcasting platforms and the website, fmradio.com as well. Of course, the starting lineup would not be possible without McMahon Meats, Tingley Insurance Agency, what pools and spas, Worth Computer Repair, and a Totopolis State Bank. All right, so it's a, a post-weekend, so we got a lot of things to get to here on this Monday in a jam-packed show. So uh, let's, without further ado, hit it up with First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And we're starting off in uh, Major League uh, Baseball. We're starting off with the uh, St. Louis Cardinals as could we be back? Possibly. We took two out of three against the Cubs and uh, went into Boston and uh, got a a sweep of uh, the uh, Red Sox. And last night on a Sunday night baseball national stage, we took away from the excitement of the Vegas and Oilers game. As we missed a lot of those goals there in the very beginning, but we had to finish up the nine to one sweep uh, the Cardinals had over the uh, Red Sox. It was a comeback style on a Friday. Nolan Gorman was the hero on a Friday night, a pinch hit, two run home run in the ninth inning to uh, beat the Red Sox eight to six on a Friday to get the weekend started. And then uh, on a Saturday, Cardinals won again a four to a three as uh, Killing Jansen blew the save in the ninth inning. There he got some pitch clock violations there thanks to a Wilson uh, Contreras and also some bad defense defensive play there as well on Saturday from the Red Sox perspective and the Cardinals finished off the sweep yesterday 9 to 1 on Sunday night baseball and Nolan Arnato he's getting hot as he homered in three straight games and mm-hmm. Paul DeYoung he hit a, a nice moonshot there to center field Kisner also went deep yesterday as well and it was a nine to one winner over Boston and it completes the sweep for the cards yeah all good good weekend for the Cardinals now let's talk about the off the field stuff Travis well, what could you possibly mean by that? I mean the fact that Wilson Contreras is back behind the plate, Travis. <laughs> Did not take uh, too long to reverse Six course. Six and, days. Uh, we're already uh, back here to uh, Wilson Contreras. And according to your manager, camp catcher. he said Contreras has spent much of the past week working <clears throat> to get more in sync with the Cardinals' game plan for attacking hitters, and that Monday starter Jack Flaherty pushed for Wilson Contreras to be the catcher. So any any thought that maybe it was Jack Flaherty or him specifically? Because mm-hmm. I know we had kind of batted that around. We had, yeah. Nope. Uh, Marmol continued saying, we felt real good about the progress that we've made, and it all lines up really well for him to catch on Monday with Jack on the mound. This is what Flaherty and Contreras wanted. They both wanted it, and Wilson wanted to be behind the plate on Monday, and we felt really good about lining it up that way with all the progress that we've made. So, it was six days. Six days, and we're 
reversing course and mm -hmm. we're putting uh, Contreras back to permanently at a catcher. Yep. And maybe this was because of some of the backlash that this uh, created. Uh, maybe that this was the change that they weren't exactly uh, looking for that mm -hmm. really, quite honestly, didn't change uh, very much. But uh, here we are. It all just really created some drama and mm. whatnot over the past six days of Sports Talk Radio. Now, uh, but Contreras is back where he should be. You say that, Travis, but obviously you've won six out of your last, you know, eight yeah, games. It has worked from that perspective from winning, but just the starting pitching. I'm wise. glad that you brought that up, Travis, because the Cardinals, even though they're four and two, um, it wasn't because of the pitching staff. The team allowed an average of five and a half runs in those six games, which is more than their 4.9 average in the 33 games prior. Mm. So it wasn't Wilson Contreras. I think the Cardinals have to face the truth that it's not that their catcher is not very good. It's that the aging pitching staff is just really bad. Yeah, definitely. And that's that's what it comes down to. But, hey, Travis, mm -hmm. at least the Cardinals can say they tried something. Yeah. At least they say, hey, we tried. Look, we're winning. That's true. It's okay. Mm. Calm down. Best rec worst record through the month of May in the past decade. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then, well, all of a sudden, take two or three against Chicago and then uh, three games in a row against the uh, Red Sox. And maybe all the season's not lost. Maybe there's still time to uh, turn things around uh, here. I wouldn't uh, be opposed to, to um, you know, Contreras being the everyday catcher, but then maybe Kisner jumps uh, behind the plate to catch Michaelis because he has been pitching pretty mm -hmm. good with mm -hmm. uh, Kis behind the plate, including last night. You know, with six innings, only giving up one run on four hits and a couple walks. He didn't strike out anybody. Uh, that was kind of uh, mm -hmm. odd, but uh, he has been pitching pretty well uh, as of late, so maybe he's finally getting into the groove of things there he, from that point of view. Here's my problem, Travis, and we talked about it on Friday, and we talked about it all last week, and I'll bring it up again. All right, so it took you six days for Wilson to not be catcher, now to be back catcher. You won four out of two. Now you go on another losing streak, and let's say you lose eight of your next ten. What are you doing then? Because you can't go back to the same thing. You can't go back and say, oh, nope, it's Wilson's catching. Yeah. You've yeah. already burned that bridge. It's done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I come up with some new excuse. And, Travis, it is that starting pitching. That starting yeah, pitching. Been, that's what the issue's been all along. It's not good. And this is, and I'm going to say it, and Travis is going to get so upset, <clears throat> but I'm going to say it. This is what happens when you want nostalgic and the feel-good moment as opposed to competing because you wanted to keep Wainwright around. That money could have been spent on a younger arm somewhere else. Uh, and I'm not blaming just Wainwright. Let me let me be, be frank with that. But he's the one guy you signed this offseason as far as that starting pitching staff. I don't think he, he didn't sign back on for one more year. I mean, not like a new contract or anything. He didn't? I thought he did. No, he just stayed one more year. Mm. Your pitching staff's old. Well, I, I think that it, I wouldn't necessarily blame it on the whole nostalgia uh, thing. I blame it on just what the Cardinals like to do. They like to hoard their money. They don't like to shell out. 
uh, huge contracts and whatnot. And I don't think that that is nostalgia has anything to do with that really. It's just this blind belief of the, of this pitching staff and everybody knew what the problem was going into the off season and it wasn't addressed. And the only people that didn't realize that we had a problem was the people that have the power to change it. And it's just, oh, we had, Mosaic said in the offseason, it's kind of a joke that we had six starting pitchers. Well, where are they at uh, now? So, uh, Is Jack Flaherty your youngest starting pitcher, Travis? He's 27. Uh, off the top of my head, I would probably I would probably say so. Just so you know, I'm right now figuring it up. And uh, the average and, age of your starting pitcher is 32. And who knows, he's maybe not long for a Cardinal uh, uniform. I know Flaherty's been kind of kicked around the last few years of whether he's actually happy here in St. Louis. And this frustration of Mm -hmm. some of the season has only kind of got that to be uh, elevated as well, whether he's actually happy to be here. So, I don't know. Uh, but I guess it was uh, nice to hear that he lobbied for Wilson to be behind the plate uh, there uh, tonight. That's right, tonight as a no break going back from uh, Boston. As luckily yep. it's a night game, we start a, a series with the uh, Brew Crew as it's a, a 5 a 50 a start time for the next uh, three a days. And, well, even for Thursday, I'm looking here as well, but uh, definitely for the next uh, three days. With Milwaukee back in uh, St. Louis, and I believe that this is the first time back here since it was uh, announced that Contreras was going to be moved away there from his uh, catching duties. So it'll be uh, nice. Should be getting a standing ovation uh, tonight as well, with particularly how he's handled everything. Right now, here's here's the thing, Travis. You talked about you know average age of your starting pitcher is 32 and a half. Michaelis, three years, $55 million. That's an average of $18 million a year, which is the fourth highest on your Cardinal team. And you got him for three more years. Yeah, as I say, just re-signed him. Steven Matz, four years, $44 million. You got him till 2026, $11 million a year. Don't remind me. Adam Wainwright, $17.5 million for this year. He's going to retire at the end of the year. Jordan Montgomery, I mean, he's arbitration eligible, but he could be tr- he could be gone at the end of this year. Mm-hmm. And then you you mentioned Flaherty, he's arbitration eligible as well, but uh, I I don't know about him if he's staying around. So what do you? I mean, Jake Woodford. I mean, you have him locked up till twenty twenty seven, but he's pre arbitration. Pass. Pass. I or mean, put him in the bullpen. Or that's something. your that's your contracts right now, as far as starting pitching goes. Yeah, and of course, there's uh, the person that I keep mentioning, uh, Matthew Libator, down there in yes. Memphis. Yes, he's a young guy that you would expect to come into the rotation if you would lose a guy like uh, Flaherty in the off season, or you know, should be replace, replacing Mats uh, right now. But uh, that's neither here nor there. But that is one young pitcher that they have in mm-hmm. the minors mm-hmm. that could be used for that purpose and i mean i guess yeah replacing wainwright after the end of the year yeah. i mean as that's well that's where he's going right now you, you have to think um, yeah but again that doesn't that doesn't help if you're fixing one guy oh yeah sure this cardinals 
pitching rotation, the the rotation and the bullpen needs a complete overhaul this offseason. Yeah. Um, I mean, Hicks has had his uh, struggles. Uh, and we, One guy that's been talked about, uh, he's been pitching a little bit better lately. Uh, last night, you know, uh, coming in in an inning and striking out the side uh, there. I mean, his ERA still stands at 6.19. Uh, Palante uh, hasn't been great, or if it was Verhagen, uh, one of those two guys that hasn't been fantastic. 4.35 ERA for Verhagen. Uh, Packy Naughton on the, the DL, he's been all right, but he only had, oh, he's only in one game, I think. As far as just this season goes, Travis, just this season, all right, and spending and payroll and who's getting paid, do you know that Michaelis, Wainwright, and Matz are making more than Wilson and Michaelis and Wainwright are both making more than Arenado per year. Just this season, this this their salary for twenty twenty three. Hmm. Um, that's not good. Yeah, but you think of like Arenado, who wouldn't be one of the highest paid players. Maybe he should be, but you would take a little bit of a pay cut to try to help improve the squad overall. Rather than just him getting his coin, yeah, but I mean, let, let me look here. I'm I'm looking at what is uh, Arenado, eight years, right? He'll be a free agent in 2028. That's uh, five years from now. Yeah, he will be 37. Yeah, Goldschmidt, you still have him for another two years. He'll be 37. Mm-hmm. And I would expect him to not go anywhere. Travis, this is an old team. <laughs> it's already an old team now. There are some definitely older guys. I I, I will say this, and I'm not saying this because of who I am a fan of. I'm saying it just looking at the numbers. Travis, the window is shutting fast if you're a St. Louis Cardinal fan. Yeah, I mean, that's... Seems like that's been like that for forever, though. And so. where has it gotten you? That's what I'm saying. You can say, "Yeah, it's been that way forever." What have you done lately? Well, and that's the pro- That's the problem. I know. I'm not. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing with you. But like, that's that is that is what it is. We've been waiting for it to change forever, and it's not going to change anytime no. soon. I don't think no. so. Um, you know, you do have young players, like hopefully you can keep Newbar around long-term. Uh, Gorman's been uh, great this this season. You know, think Brennan Donovan as well. Hopefully you can keep him around. And maybe finally Paul DeYoung has found himself. He's finally uh, turned the corner and he's starting to become what he was or what we thought he was because of how well he's been playing since he's come back up here. And that's created a log jam with Tommy Edmond. Mm-hmm. Tommy Edmond hasn't been... Uh, the best uh, this season, uh, both you know from a defensive point of view, but being from the leadoff point of view, and now with Paul DeYoung coming along and Gorman and the whole situation with him and Contreras, so fighting for a DH spot uh, there. So, I mean, there are some young guys, but definitely I would agree the the core for a long time has been getting up there. And whatnot. Steven Matz is your second uh, youngest. He's 31. 
Yeesh. The Cubs starting pitching, by the way, and no, they haven't been great, but one, two, three starting pitchers, 31 or younger. Yeah. Definitely got the youth. And it's not just in that position either. That's I, I think if I'm the Cardinals, that's the thing that frustrates me. Is you're old the starting pitching is bad and it's old, but everywhere is kind of old. I mentioned Arenado yeah. and Goldschmidt. You're hoping to build around them. You got maybe three years of good baseball left. Hopefully longer. You can hope that, Travis. The numbers don't show that. Both of them are down this year. And I know you're saying, well, last year they were historic. But you paid them off of last Gold, yeah, year. Yeah, Goldschmidt was an MVP last year, so of course he can't he's be not that in the top great. 10. He's not in the top 20 this year of an MVP candidate. Or he may. He's hit 313, and he is the second most homers on the team. On the team? I don't know what else to tell you. Like He's coming off an MVP season. He, like, he can't be that great again, back-to-back seasons. But it's you're building to. around these two. Arenado's just now getting into it. He's starting to get into the flow. He's starting right, to become, we'll see in July where you're at. Starting you're to become back, and he's hit three games home runs now, and maybe that'll start to get him going. You have to hope as so. As well as he's been in a, a funk this season, no doubt. Father uh, time doesn't sure. lose to anybody. And still one of the top – Third baseman in the league, defensively, uh, for sure. But uh, again, Contreras behind the plate tonight with Jack Flaherty on the amount of this evening to take on the Milwaukee Brewers tonight there in St. Louis. And Freddie Peralta is going to be on the bump for the Brew Crew. All right, so let's step away and let's have on some local baseball and softball from Friday, Saturday to close out the regular season. And we'll tell you about the postseason schedule that's supposed to be happening later on today as well. All coming up here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. You might watch your bottom line shrink if you don't account for burglaries, on-site accidents, and other unpredictable misfortunes at your business. Pekin Insurance offers comprehensive business coverage that lets you focus on what's important. Employees, profits, and peace of mind. Ask your local Pekin Insurance agent about commercial insurance products or learn more at PekinInsurance.com. In Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank and Teutopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. There are only three northern white rhinos left in the world, but together we can turn things around. Your support to the San Diego Zoo Global Wildlife Conservancy helps support groundbreaking solutions. Join us now at endextinction.org. 
This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. Welcome to Ethos, a new kind of insurance company that believes life insurance should be hassle-free, affordable, and accessible for everyone. For around a dollar a day, I got a 20-year, $250,000 term life insurance policy without a medical exam. All I had to do was answer a few health questions and snap, family protected. It was quick and easy. Ethos is 100% online. I got a quote in seconds, applied in minutes, and got coverage in hours. Just answer a few health questions. No medical exam, no blood tests, no hassle. Look, nobody wants to plan for the unthinkable, but it would be so much worse to not plan at all. So don't put it off. It feels great having the peace of mind knowing that my family is protected. Ethos, the 100% online hassle-free way to get affordable life insurance. Don't wait. Get your free online quote now at ethoslife.com. That's E-T-H-O-S-Life.com. And now, so can it's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of his like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you? On ninety-eight-nine, the game. Peyton Manning can think Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. Right. back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 the uh, game Travis Sparks Eric Fry here with you and uh, let's hit up on uh, some uh, local sports from uh, Friday and uh, Saturday as we concluded the uh, City Series on a Friday as it was uh, St. Anthony winning uh, the uh, City Series this year as uh, they won this one uh, by uh, the final of a 10 to 2 they uh, busted it open there. They scored five runs in the first and five runs in the uh, third to uh, take uh, this one as uh, FEM was only able to uh, scratch across two runs, across uh, two hits as it was uh, Levitt and Link combining there for the two-hitter as Levitt went five and, two five and two-thirds innings getting the win as he gave up those two hits and three runs and four walks as well and a seven k's as raditz takes the loss there for the hearts only going to two thirds innings and giving up five hits five runs a couple of walks as well donaldson also came in and gave up five earned runs as well uh, there as the uh, Bulldogs take the City Series this year as it was Repke, Larson, and Schmidt all having two RBIs for the Bulldogs. Adams, Levitt, Brock Fierde having an RBI. Caney had an RBI there as well. 
Two RBIs credited there for the Hearts. Maxton and Raditz gets the RBIs for the Hearts. But St. Anthony takes the City Series 2-1 to one this year in baseball. And we'll see what happened in the softball. But softball already had it wrapped up. We'll see if uh, St. Anthony got the sweep. Uh, it was also uh, Williamsville getting the win over Topolis a 9-6 on a Friday. And it was Altamont getting the win over Shelbyville by the final of 2-1 to one on a Friday. As it was a, a great pitch ball game here on uh, both sides. As Altamont, they picked up their two runs in the first and a fourth inning. And Shelbyville able to get one across in the bottom of the fourth. But that was it. As only three hits for the Rams as Dylan Elam had it working on the mound. He went seven innings giving up that three hits. One earned run, four walks, but nine strikeouts there. It was uh, Brouch, uh, Brouchbill getting the loss for Shelbyville. He went five innings, giving up five hits, a couple runs, but 12 Ks there for him. And RBIs credited here for the Indians. It was Stimke and Hammer getting the RBIs there for the Indians. It was a brief central over North Clay of 4-1. to one. Winds two straws got the win over Nioga, 9-6. to uh, six. In the Cola Wars, it was central, and it was Arcola over Tuscola, 5-3. to uh, three. And it was Pena over Lincolnwood, 7-6 to six in eight innings there. In a softball, it was St. Anthony sweeping the City Series as they won this one 9-4 to four over the Hearts as this game was low scoring early, but then some late scoring there late ended up giving uh, the Bulldogs the uh, win here as uh, Lucia Fierde. Uh, she went uh, five innings here as uh, uh, she pitched a, a decent game uh, there. As it was also uh, Natalie Armstrong going the distance in the circle for the Hearts, giving up nine runs on 12 hits in the circle for FEM and uh, the Bulldogs offensively uh, Hatton had a homer and a three RBIs favor had a three RBIs as well uh, Wormsing had two RBIs as well for the uh, Bulldogs winning and sweeping the city series this year it was Mulberry Grove over St. Elmo Brownstown, a 9-7. It was Newton over Topolis, a 7-2-4. It was Mount Zion getting the win over Macon Meridian, a 7-2-6. And on a Saturday in a baseball, it was Topolis bouncing back and playing Williamsville again. But this time, the Shoes get the win, 6-5. It was Altamont getting the win over Windsor's two straws by the final of 8-2-5. Uh, there, as uh, it was Altamont getting a couple of runs in the first, three in the uh, second inning there, and they would add runs in the third and two more in the fifth. Uh, wins is two straws. They'd have two runs in the first inning as well, and they tried to come back late. They had one in the sixth and two in the seventh, but that comeback falls a little bit short. Uh, there, uh, Phillips gets the win in relief as he goes uh, three innings, giving up three hits, no runs, and one a strikeout. Uh, Yarhouse did get the uh, start, uh, but he only went a, a couple innings uh, there. And uh, Manhart takes a loss for the Hatchets. He goes three innings in relief, giving up four hits, uh, three runs, a couple walks, and two strikeouts there. As well, RBI is uh, sprinkled throughout here, but uh, Siebert 
He had drove in a three of those uh, six runs credited for Altamont. Also a Shepard and a Robinson and Elam get the other RBIs there for Altamont. Uh, we had Gurgle getting a couple RBIs. Morris picking up two RBIs for Windsor's two straws. And Manhart gets that other RBI for the Hatchets uh, there on Saturday. It was uh, Muhammad sweeping a doubleheader over Mount Zion by the final score of 4 to nothing in both games. And that officially clinched the Apollo Conference for the Muhammad Seymour Bulldogs. So back-to-back -back years in football, back-to-back -back years in baseball as well, getting it done in the Apollo the past two seasons. It was Charleston getting the win over Taylorville, 12-2 in Game 1. And in Game 2, Taylorville beat Charleston in a pitcher's duel, 2-1. It was uh, Lincoln Prairie Conference. It was Cornerstone Christian Academy getting the win over Decatur LSA, a 13-2-3. And softball, he had Shelbyville win over Windsor Two Straws, 11-2. Casey, they defeated Mattoon, 11-1. South Central shutting out Lawrenceville, 10-0. And this was in the uh, Lady Tiger Invitational there in Olney. Uh, Olney defeated Oblong, 12-7. And South Central got the win over Olney, 2-1. It was Mount Zion of sweeping the doubleheader in a softball over Muhammad, 13-2 and a 16-2-5. And Charleston swept the doubleheader over Taylorville, 12-2 and 14-2-9 there. It was Tuscola over Salt Fork, 5-4. And in the South Central, it was Pleasant Hill over Carlinville, 2-1. And Gillespie over Auburn, 7-2-0. Local sports today on the docket here, a couple of Teams are uh, closing out the uh, regular season mm -hmm. uh, today, trying to squeeze in an extra game before uh, regional start later on in the week for these teams. Uh, in uh, baseball today, we got Altamont at Edwards County, Okaw Valley at Brownstown, uh, Modern Day against South Central, Newton hosting North Clay, Olney at Marion, Muhammad Seymour at Normal Community, uh, Jacksonville at Lincoln, uh, Champaign Central at Charleston, Mount Zion hosting Rochester, Hardin Calhoun at Piasol and Hillsboro at Roxana, and then uh, regionals are uh, scheduled to get underway today as well in uh, Class 1A, a South Central Regional. It's Sisney at the 8th seed at Dietrich. Brownstown Regional, it's the 10th seed Ramsey at the 7th seed CHBC. Neoga Regional, it's the 8th seed Central A&M at the 7th seed Casey. It's the 11th seed Martinsville at the 5th seed at Cumberland. Tuscola Regional, it's the 10th seed Tuscola at the 9th seed Tri-County. Argenta Regional, it's the 10th seed Decatur LSA at the 8th seed Argenta. South Fork Regional is the 9th seed Daneville Schlarman at the 6th seed Georgetown Ridge Farm. And the 11th seed Heritage at the 5th seed Villa Grove. In Class 2A, Greenville Regional, the 9th seed of Vandalia at the 6th seed at Teutopolis. Newton Regional, the 10th seed Robinson at the 8th seed Marshall. The 11th seed Oblong Palhut at the 7th seed of Paris. Roxana Regional is East Allenwood River, the 10 at the 9, uh, Staunton, the 11 seed Hillsboro at the 8 seed of Roxana. Carmine White County Regional, it's the 11 seed in McLeansboro, Hamilton County at the 10 seed of Fairfield. Piasaw Regional is the 9 seed Auburn at the 6 seed North Mac, 11 seed Litchfield at 5 seed New Berlin. In the Sullivan Regional, it's the 10 seed Pena at the 8 seed Arthur. In uh, softball today, we are only at FEM, Normal West uh, hosting Mount Zion, Muhammad at Danville, Lincoln at Decatur MacArthur, and Charleston at St. Joe Ogden. And we have a uh, Class 1A and 2A regionals beginning. 
in the Casey Westfield Regional, the ninth seed CHBC at the uh, sixth seed Central A&M, making Meridian Regionals the ninth seed uh, Decatur St. Theresa at the seventh seed Arcola, Hayworth Regional the tenth seed Champaign St. Thomas More at the eighth seed uh, Farmer City Blue Ridge, in a Class 2A Topos Regional the ninth seed Pena at the eighth seed Paris. Sullivan Regional, Bismarck, Henny, Rocheville, Anvil, the 10th seed at the 6th seed, Shelbyville, the 11th seed, Fifian Oakwood at the 5th seed, Sullivan, Flora Regional, 9, Lawrenceville at the 7, Vandalia, Greenville, Hillsboro at the 8th seed, Litchfield, 11, Greenville at the 5th seed, Staunton, Bloomington Central Catholic Regional, it's the 9th seed, Clinton at the 8th seed, Monticello, Merle Forsyth Regional, 10th seed, Saragordo at the 7th seed, Arthur Lovington at Wood Hammond. And in high school tennis, we also have St. Anthony at Urbana as well. So uh, hopefully you can get these uh, mm-hmm. games in with the yes. uh, weather as well, weather permitting these games. So I, I was going to say, I think they'll be good today. Tomorrow, I have some question marks. Okay. So we'll uh, be looking out for that, and we'll be reporting on those uh, tomorrow as postseason getting underway mm-hmm. today for – a ton of teams uh, there. So uh, we will uh, step away and we'll continue with the uh, baseball trend. And we talked a lot about the Cardinals in the first segment, obviously, but we didn't get a lot to any of the other teams in the uh, major leagues. So uh, let's get to that here and recap Mother's Day from yesterday as well in Major League Baseball. Coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. If you served in the Vietnam, Gulf War, or post-9-11 eras, you may be eligible for expanded VA benefits. A new law, known as the PACT Act, provides disability compensation, health care, free toxic exposure screens, and more to veterans who were exposed to toxins during their military service. You can submit a claim for your PACT Act-related benefits now. Claims received by August 10, 2023 may be paid back to August 10, 2022. Visit va.gov forward slash PACT to learn more and file your claim. How long do you want it to last? This is Cheris at Winnie Plumbing. Don't turn your do-it-yourself project into a do-it-over-again project. Whether you're a professional plumber or just watched a YouTube video, quality matters. Feel the difference between the brass and steel of contractor-grade products versus the genuine plastic of retail products. At Winnie Plumbing, you'll be talking with a real plumber. Winnie Plumbing, 1700 South Rainy Street, or online at winnieplumbing.com. You've worked hard. Congratulations. We want to make sure the senior class of 2023 gets their shout outs from family and friends. Whether you're a senior in college or in high school, you're preparing to walk across the stage to graduate. And for that, you deserve some recognition. Help us congratulate our 2023 graduating seniors. Go to FEMRadio.com to submit your proud graduate. Brought to you by Shore Murphy and Associates, Murris Heating and Air, Clay County Hospital, Medicine Shop of Newton, Paler Pharmacy in Dietrich, John Boost Factory Showroom and Outlet, Evapco Midwest, Riverside Dental, People's State Bank, Midwest Tractor Sales, Cash Equipment, Leisure Times, Berkey's and Newton, Norris Electric, Casey State Bank, Berkey's of Casey, and Matt Radel, Financial Advisor with Prudential. To nominate your 2023 graduate, just go to FEMRadio.com and email us with a graduate's name, where they're graduating from, as well as a message of congratulations and a photo of the graduate. Congratulations, Class of 2023. And now, they play tonight. 
tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Michigan's overrated, but... Trav's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry Sports Center update. St. Louis City FC lost to Chicago Fire FC for the second time in less than a week. City fell to the Fire 1-0 at Soldier Field on Saturday. Chicago scored in the 40th minute. St. Louis played a man down in the final 20 minutes after John Nelson was given a red card. City's third place now in the Western Conference with six wins, one draw, and four losses for 19 points. They host Sporting KC on Saturday. Chicago Sky wrapped up the preseason with an 82-74 win over the Minnesota Lynx at Scotiabank Arena. Sky trailed by six entering the fourth before outscoring Minnesota 28-14 in the final frame. Chicago improved to 2-1 in exhibition play. Sky began the regular season on the road against the Lynx on Friday. John Morant once again in trouble for flashing a gun on social media. The Grizzlies announced on Sunday that Morant has been suspended indefinitely. The team released a statement which read, quote, We are aware of the social media video involving John Morant. He is suspended from all team activities pending legal review. End quote. The All-Star guard was seen waving a gun while sitting in the passenger seat of a car on Saturday. 23-year-old have been suspended by the NBA for eight games during the regular season. After a live-streaming video of himself holding a firearm at a Denver-area nightclub back in March, Morant entered a counseling facility in Florida and apologized for his action. The Bills are signing a former Super Bowl champion to the roster. Buffalo signed defensive end Shane Ray after he tried out on the team's rookie minicamp over the weekend. Ray returns to the NFL after spending training camp with the Baltimore Ravens in 2019. 29-year-old had played in four seasons with the Broncos from 2015 to 2018. Well, welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry with the uh, sports on air hits there. And, yeah, John Morant in yeah. trouble again on Instagram Live. Do you cut ties with him if you're Memphis? Ooh, I don't know about cutting ties, but Travis, he's is, suspended. This is this is a habitual problem now. Yeah, once is one thing. Now we're talking twice in the span of three months. Twice, so he's got another one. Three strikes are out. No, I'm not letting it get to three. This is the guy you're building your entire franchise around. I know that's why you can't cut ties with him. That's why you need to cut ties with him. You can't build mm. around him if he's going to be suspended for multiple games. Yeah. Every season. Yeah, it definitely is a, an habitual problem. You know what I'm doing right now this morning to, uh, if I am the GM of the Grizzlies? What's that? I'm calling up the most desperate team in all of basketball. Hey, Knicks. <laughs> what do you give me? <sighs> I don't know. I don't know if we should make any uh, hasty decisions like that, but eh, that's just me. I, again, I would wash my hands of it because it makes your organization look like, what are you doing? How is this on the organization? Because you still are associated with him. You can't control what he does off the basketball court. No, but you can decide whether he's going to, because every time anyone reads the story, and by the way, it is on national outlets, not just ESPN, but ABC News, CBS News, all those places. And what do they say? Memphis Grizzlies star John ja Morant. Yeah. I don't want my organization tied in with that. <sighs> I When there's still basketball to be played that we aren't playing because we got bounced because he oh, wasn't yeah. there. Well, yeah, exactly. They're They're gone. They're eliminated. Uh, from that, what a what a bad 
bad situation there with uh, Memphis and yep. uh, Dylan Brooks, that drama. Oh, yeah, there. that guy. <laughs> and then now this, a second time in however many months, again, showing up on Instagram Live uh, with that. Uh, but uh, let's talk about what we need to talk about here in this segment, uh, Major League uh, Baseball. Here, as we talked a lot about the uh, Cardinals, what did the uh, Cubbies do uh, this weekend? I don't as, want to talk about it. Particularly on Sunday. Yeah, man, it. it was uh, it a was rough, bad. rough outing there. 16-3. Hey, our, out, our outfielder came in and pitched a third of an inning. Ooh, there so you go. Good. Just called him up, too. So, <laughs> new arm we called up. You at least didn't get swept. But it felt like it, Travis. Yeah, sixteen to three. When Ouch. Marcus Stroman, who's supposed to be one of our premier arms, gives you two and two thirds and six runs, that's not that's not no. good. No, not uh, not great. No, Miles Masterboni, a third of an inning, four runs, gave up a homer. Mm. The Astros, they uh, won the 108 series. 108 ERA, by the way, now for Miles Masturbone. So we'll see if he can Ooh. lower that his next time out. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, uh, Morrell got his third home run, and Sayak got a homer as well. So hmm. Not all go. doom and gloom, but mostly doom and gloom. Yes. Uh, 16 runs on 18 now. hits. Yeah, 19 and 21. No Cubs team has made the playoffs since 2007 with a uh, um, losing record through the first uh, third of the season so Ooh. yeah don't make your october play in chicago we ain't going nowhere <laughs> yeah it's not good speaking of the other team uh, from chicago they lost the series and lost on mother's day yesterday a four to three against the astros elsewhere is the uh, guardians and uh, mr josh naylor hitting the uh, go-ahead home run in the eighth inning and the guardians winning a four to three and they won that and so they won the series as well, it was Pittsburgh getting the shutout of four to nothing over Baltimore, they salvaging a sleep a sweep as a Mitch Keller thirteen strikeouts yesterday and another great performance uh, by him. And like you said, they did absolutely uh, need that there. It was the uh, Rays ended up splitting with the uh, Yankees. They won this one eight to a seven yesterday. Did Tampa. After, um, yeah, they still doing all right. Thirty-one and eleven. Uh, Blue Jays, uh, they uh, sweep. They get a sweep over the uh, Braves, a six-two of five, and the Braves have kind of been uh, stumbling a little bit and lose six-to-five yesterday on a walk-off. It was the Marlins getting the win over the Reds, a three-to-one. Uh, they rallied there in the seventh to avoid this sweep as well. Uh, the Tigers, they win a 5-3 to three on a Sunday, but lose the series. But they beat Seattle 5-3 to three yesterday. It was the uh, Brewers getting the win over the Royals, and that one was a 9-2-6. So uh, Milwaukee wins the series with KC. It was the Rockies getting the uh, shutout 4 to nothing over the uh, Phillies. Philadelphia also win the series as well. Uh, but that's not what people will remember about this game it's the the brawl yeah the benches clearing brawl yeah there with bryce harper what in the middle doing? of it <laughs> yeah you know causing a ruckus there was I bryce guess. harper 
<laughs> uh, the Rangers, they get the win over the A's, 11-2-3 here. So what did they do in the series? It was the Rangers getting the win in the series. Not a sweep, but they uh, win the series. 9-33 are the A's. Uh, the Dodgers get the shutout over the uh, Padres, uh, four to nothing, and that's a sweep of San Diego as well. San Diego only giving up, only getting three hits in the game, but uh, Dodgers only had four hits, but they win the game four to nothing. Mm. Sweep, sweep of San get Diego. The brooms out. Ever since they put that uh, picture of Kershaw crying on mm-hmm. the uh, on the. Jumbotron, they've been all downhill. Not been so great for the Padres, at least against the Dodgers. I know mm-hmm. uh, Musgrave had a lot to say about that uh, this weekend about them not playing good baseball as of late. But they did knock the Dodgers out of the playoffs uh, last year, so it's not like they can't beat LA and they can't beat them when it matters most. But it's just been a struggle yep. here as of late. Uh, the uh, Diamondbacks, they get the win over the Giants 2-1. Uh, two, uh, two, and the uh, Mets, they had a doubleheader yesterday as uh, the Nationals won and finished up game for the game from Saturday on Sunday. They won it 3-2. to And then the Mets won the regularly scheduled game 8-2 to in Max Scherzer's return mm. to D.C. there. And so... Eight runs. All of them came in the fifth for the Mets as they get the win and they win the series as well. Well, I think that's going to come to a close today. Uh, there they had to push some games back to do some weather. Mm. There's yeah they do uh, finish the season or finish the series against all our favorite Patrick, Patrick Corbin, Corbin on the mound. Get your dingers ready today. Uh, it's a Shohei Otani day as the Angels are starting a series there in uh, Baltimore. Uh, the Yankees there in Toronto take on the uh, Blue Jays. Alc Manoa going for Toronto. Uh, Seattle there in Boston take on uh, the uh, Red Sox. The Braves there in Texas take on the uh, Rangers. Charlie Morton going for Atlanta. Uh, tonight the uh, Reds against the Rockies. The Diamondbacks and A's. Royals in San Diego to take on the Padres. Michael Waka on the mound for San Diego. Uh, Phillies at San Francisco. Alex Wood going for the G-Men. It's the Twins out in L.A. to start a series with the uh, Dodgers. Noah Syndergaard on the mound tonight. 6.12 ERA for Thor. And the Cubs there in Houston as it's James Tyon going against Farmer Valdez. For the Astros mm. starting a series. Yeah, I'm not looking forward to that one. With Houston this week. Yeah, not good. Not Start good. off for the Cubs. And again, we talked about it a lot in the first segment. Cardinals, Brewers tonight. They're back in uh, St. Louis after a, a mini road trip. Uh, they're at Chicago and uh, in Boston. But it's back there in St. Louis, 5.50 pregame show here on a 98.9, 6.35. a first pitch to fall after that, it's Peralta against Flaherty this evening for the Cards and a Brew Crew. There as the Cardinals, well, they stand seven and a half games back in the uh, NL Central. Dead last there, yes, behind the Reds. Uh, only two games separate the Cardinals and the Reds in the uh, win department 
there and the Brewers after the Pirates have kind of been stumbling there in first place mm-hmm. of the uh, Central there. So we'll see what happens moving forward there. All right, so we're up against the clock, and we got just enough time to give you the top three, top three moments from the uh, sports weekend coming at you, coming up next to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios will be right back. In 2020, Illinois had 270 motor vehicle accidents involving farm tractors or farm equipment. Five of these resulted in a fatality. Hello, this is your Effingham County Sheriff Paul Coons. As we begin to see warm spring weather, farmers will be in the fields. As you go about your daily travels, remember, it only takes moments to overtake a farm tractor while you are traveling at highway speeds. Slow down and approach with caution when you meet a farm implement. Let's have a safe spring and consider the life you save could be your own. Hi there, I'm here to tell you a little about this new program called Save to Help Illinois. Maybe you know somebody who's being bullied, or worse, thinking about hurting themselves or others. If you don't feel safe telling an adult about the things that are happening around you, check out Safe to Help. Safe to Help is not about snitching or getting someone in trouble, it's about helping one another out. You can call, you can text. You can download the free mobile app and it's all over social media. So what do you say? Let's give it a try. Brought to you by IEMA. And now, but I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number 11, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt, and the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that Travis is very vengeful and hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. We're only here on 98.9. We're just a a little bit uh, longer, but we still got more stuff into the uh, pod. We got NBA playoffs to talk about, the Stanley Cup playoffs, and the NASCAR to uh, recap as well. But uh, we got to close out the show with what we always close out on Monday's show with, and that's the uh, top three moments from the sports weekend. So let's go. And now it's It's time. time. For the top three. Top three uh, from the uh, Sports Weekend in uh, no particular order, but I'm going to go with my uh, number three for the three-game sweep of the uh, Boston Red Sox by the St. Louis Cardinals and uh, three straight homers for Nolan Arenado as well. And it was also nice yesterday on Mother's Day with the ESPN surprising Lars Newbar. Mm-hmm. With the conversation with uh, his mom, kind of su- took him by surprise yep. there. So yep. uh, it was a cool moment last night. My number three, Travis, takes us to junior high boys track and field state meet classes. 2A in seventh grade, Altamont, your state champions, by four points over Decatur, Our Lady of Lords. So congratulations, Altamont. Seventh grade boys getting it done. Yeah, had some dominating performances mm-hmm. there. 
for sure. Uh, my number two uh, also comes from the world of uh, baseball as well as we mentioned a little bit there with the uh, brawl that happened in Colorado. Uh, but the uh, it was this part was uh, the uh, funny reaction that the uh, Rockies uh, mascot, the dinosaur up there, was standing on top of the Rockies dugout during that brawl and his reaction to the uh, to the brawl was pretty funny and humorous so perfect timing uh there that the mascot was in the right time right place right time there i am now travis going up one level to college and i'm going softball congratulations eiu winning the ohio valley uh conference tournament this weekend and uh siu winning the missouri valley conference so congratulations to both of them mm. siu will be taking on utah in the uh college world series that's right yes yeah. selection sunday was mm -hmm. yesterday mm -hmm. for softball um and then my uh, number one moment from the uh, sports weekend it's my favorite fan base in all of sports it's philadelphia and they lose again they lose game seven they're out of here as joel Embiid won the mvp he throws his team under the bus after the game except for james harden but philadelphia when Philadelphia loses, I win. They lost the Super Bowl, they lost the World Series, and now the Phillies get bounced. And Jason Tatum, a St. Louis guy, drops 50. And the Penguins miss the playoffs. What do I care about the Penguins for? Oh, They're in Pennsylvania. Well, fly, the Flyers miss the yeah, playoffs. Yeah, they suck. Yeah, see, there you go. I'm just like trying to help you get. I'm trying to help you get more like Philly. Philadelphia hate. sucks. I mean, we may have someone listening from Philly. I'm just trying to get us as much hate as we can from that listener. Uh, I'm all right. <laughs> I can take it. My number one, Travis, was the ending to both the NASCAR races, both Saturday and Sunday's finish. Uh, Saturdays, it was uh, just uh, an accident coming to the the checkered flag. John Herniman checking Kyle Larson battling, and Larson basically saying he's not going to take it anymore. He's tired of getting roughed up by guys. And then on Sunday, he and Ross Chastain got into it on a restart. Caution came out. They flipped rolls, and uh, Ross decided not to put the brakes on in the corner and just drove right through Kyle Larson. So Kyle Larson stayed in the gas and took him in the wall with him. So they took each other out with six laps to go, running first and second, the two dominant cars of the day. Mm. So again, Ross Chastain, <laughs> we're talking about him another week. So we wiped the uh, whiteboard clean. Yep. Uh, zero. Back to zero for Ross. Zero weeks without and incident. It's very interesting because Kyle Larson said last week during some media, he says that he really respects the talent of Ross Chastain. He just sometimes needs to kind of understand where to be aggressive. And then after that accident, he refused to speak to the media. Kyle Larson not speaking to anybody. So I wonder if his mind has changed. <laughs> I would I would probably say so. Second week, he's gotten two out of the last three. I think he's gotten taken out by Ross. So. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, boy. Ross just can't. Nope. Can't stay out nope. of trouble. Nope. And uh, so that'll do it here for us. We still got more to talk about in the uh, pod. Find us there. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is a bar, or not Barton Hahn. It is Fitz and Harry. So enjoy. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game.
Welcome back in to the starting lineup. Welcome into overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Still got a lot to uh, hit up on here. We got a NASCAR to uh, talk about from over the weekend. I got Pick'em to recap and head-to-head bracket to a recap. We also got postseason to uh, talk about. Stanley Cup of playoffs mm-hmm. from over the weekend and NBA yep. playoffs as well. So uh, we'll be getting into those things at some point. But before we get to any of that, is there anything on SportsCenter that you want to hit up on? Yeah, the Rockies are sharing a scary injury update on pitcher Ryan Feltner. Colorado manager Bud Black said on Sunday that Feltner suffered a skull fracture and a concussion after getting hit by a line drive in Saturday's game against the Philadelphia Phillies. Black added that the right-hander was placed in the 15-day injured list and that he just, quote, needs time to let the fractures heal and the concussion to diminish, end quote. Feltner has started eight games this season with a 2-3 and three record with a 5.86 ERA. So that was yeah. scary. That was yeah. scary. Line drive. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Michael Brantley is sharing his thoughts after suffering an injury setback to his surgically repaired shoulder. The Houston Astro outfielder said that, quote, no one is more disappointed than himself, and he will continue to keep working to get back onto the field as soon as possible. The five-time All-Star went six for 24 in nine games in a recent rehab stint with AAA Sugarland. Astros manager Dusty Baker said last Friday that Brantley would be shut down, quote, for a while, end quote. And Jason Day got the victory at the AT&T Byron Nelson. He finished top leader after shooting a 62 on the final day. 35-year-old won the tournament with a 23 under par, and they finished that one in the pouring, pouring, pouring down rain. In fact, there was thunder, um, and they were kind of hurrying because Day wasn't in the last group. He was in the second-to-last group, so he had already finished. The last group was still playing, and so they were kind of telling him, hurry up, you have to hurry because it started thundering. So they didn't want to delay it for one hole they were already all on the green so they were kind of hurry up a little bit here let's not let's let's get this along so um but jason day its first win i think since 2018 yeah it's been a while for jason day getting a win so hopefully got some of the injuries that he'd been dealing with behind him and uh getting the win there Hmm. on mother's day uh a year after he lost his mom he lost his mom last year so wow yep yep i had not Realize that part of the story. Yes, yes. He lost his mom last year. Not on the day, but well, just sure, in the last you know, year. So. And uh, Mother's Day. So. Yep, yep. Wow. So. He, was, he was wearing his pink, and he had his his wife there, and they're expecting another kid. It would be their fifth. So it was just kind of a nice – all the kids were there. It was a nice family moment. Mm. So Yeah. It was kind of cool. He sunk the last putt, like I said, which gave him a one-shot lead, and there was still one guy behind him who had to make eagle to tie him. And uh, – it gave him a shot lead, and as he's walking off, he's walking towards his family, and he just goes with his fist. <laughs> like, even in the pouring down rain, still yeah. had to do the fist. It wasn't quite a tiger fist pump, but it was a. It was no. just a subtle, I got it. Like, I did it kind of yeah. thing. So, um, Also, I saw that uh, Matt Ryan is joining CBS as an analyst. Yeah. come Coming in after uh, being released by the Colts in March. Mm-hmm. And now an NFL analyst. I can't wait for, for him network. to give insight about what it's like to be up 28-3 and lose it. So I can't oh, wait for man. that. Oh, man, yeah, there's going to be so many jokes yep. Yep. about that on pregame shows. And I hope I hope in the Super Bowl one time it's 28-3 to and he just goes, well, I've, I've seen this story before. <laughs> in the second half, I'm picking the three, team some, that has uh, three. Yeah, let's get some insight here yes. from Matt Ryan, who's yes. been a part of this game. Also, John Daly is withdrawing from the PGA Championship, so no John Daly and no Tiger Woods. What's the point of watching? <laughs> What's the What's point? What's the point in watching? 
Uh, yeah, a reason hadn't been given here on ESPN of why he had to withdraw. Yes. Bob. Not going to be there. And the A's officially reached that deal to develop a Las Vegas stadium site. It looks like it'll be for 30,000 people uh, can fit in it, and it will be there on the site of the Tropicana, uh, just part of it, um, not the entire site. So there you mm. go. I think about nine acres from what I read. Mm. So uh, A's. Moving forward. Another step towards yep. a stadium. Commissioner, though, still has not step. signed off on them moving. No? No. Hmm, officially no. yeah it should be a matter of time yeah. for yep. for that to come there all right uh, so uh let's uh move on here and uh, let's get to uh, the uh, nba playoffs from over the uh, weekend and uh, no action on a saturday uh but the two games that are wrapped up in the two series that came to a close on a friday was the heat getting the win over the uh, knicks knocking new york out of the uh, playoffs, as the Heat win 96 to uh, 92. Jalen Brunson going up for 41 for the Knicks, but Not nothing enough. else doing for New York at all. Randall, 15 points, but 3 14 shooting, 1 for 7 from uh, beyond the arc. And I mean, that was pretty much it mm-hmm. for the uh, Knicks. Uh, Jimmy Butler goes off for 24, leads all scorers for. Yep. Uh, the Heat, Bam Adebayo, had a, having 23, and they do uh, just enough, and they knock them out, and uh, the Heat, they are going to the Eastern Conference Finals. So here yeah. we are. Yeah. And uh, then the Lakers, uh, they knocked out the Warriors, 122-101. So LeBron is moving back to the Western Conference Finals. And hello, done. Hello. Is there anyone there to help Steph Curry? Hello? Anybody at all? Yeah, he had, 30, he had nothing. 32 points and no help whatsoever. DiVincenzo was the next leading scorer off the bench with eight, 16 points. Yep. No one else had double figures of that starting five. Clay Thompson, where'd you go? Two for 12? Yeah. Pathetic. N- not not so much uh, game six, Clay. No. Not so much. No, more like. Uh, Still coming back from injury, Clay. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't good. It wasn't pretty. And no. again, being on the road, can say what we want. This Warriors team could not win away from San Francisco. Yeah, eleven and thirty point. on the road. Yeah, and it just Travis. Is it? Is it? There's a lot of uncertainties about Golden State moving forward. Right. I know Steve Kerr's contract is up. Draymond, Clay, and their president, like the team president. Yeah. That's a lot of unknowns entering the offseason. Yeah. And definitely would, uh things moving forward. Would you keep the would you keep that would you keep the core together? Do you think they still have it in them or do you think it's time to move on? Hmm. Based off of what I saw in game six, might as well get rid of anyone but Steph Curry. No one else did anything. Right. Exactly. Besides the Looney, uh, who had 18 rebounds off the bench, but didn't really help you much because he only had nine points. But. Yeah, yeah, he he was good. For, Draymond for only gave you nine rebounds. Like, isn't that what he's there to do? Yeah, defense and doesn't usually give you a lot of scoring. But I wouldn't be uh, shocked if they uh, moved on from him mm-hmm. in the off season. But the the window is definitely uh, almost closed. Yep. Uh, for the Warriors, but we said that a couple of years ago, and 
They came back and won a title. They won a title. So I think the difference this year, Travis, is before it was, oh, Steph got hurt. What's he going to be like coming back? Oh, Clay was hurt. What's he going to be like coming back? No one's injured. Yeah. I mean, besides the normal wear and tear of an NBA season, no one's coming off an injury. No one's been out. Yeah. No, Curry, I think he's been dealing with some shoulder injuries this season. Right, but that's just... It wasn't like ACL surgery like they've right. been dealing with before where we said that window is closed because we don't know what kind of player is going to be coming back the next season. Right. We know what's coming back. Yeah. So... Yeah, there was a lot of drama with uh, Jordan Poole and yeah. Draymond and all that. So, but anyways, I I was trying to bury the lead there because the Lakers <laughs> moved on. I didn't want to talk about yeah, LeBron. It's, exactly, it's uh, LeBron versus Jokic. Mm-hmm. They're in the uh, Western Conference Finals. Uh, Travis, I, I, you know me, you know my feelings on LeBron. They're pretty much the same as yours. Mm-hmm. He leads this team to an NBA championship. I would say is probably one of his greatest accomplishments because mm-hmm. this team should not be where it is. Yeah, and it would be particularly at LeBron's age. Yeah, to do it. Yeah, would be impressive too. And I think they can at least get to the finals because as we've talked about, AD and Jokic cancel each other out. Kind of do, yeah. Who's going to defend LeBron? Michael Porter Jr. <laughs> Maybe Aaron Gordon. Aaron, oh, I forgot he's on that team. Mm-hmm. This is this is gonna be. Can Jokic keep up with AD and LeBron together? Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, we can uh, finally uh, put it to the test of the uh, bubble, mm-hmm. whether that was a, a fluke or not. We'll see what it, it happens when it's real basketball right. here. And also, ironically enough, thanks yeah. to Game 7 on a Sunday, we got the same exact bubble scenario teams. All right, I want to talk so much about this this Game 7. The uh, Celtics, uh, they had a huge run mm-hmm. in the third quarter. Only 10 points were scored in the total quarter for the 76ers. It was close up until that point, and then Boston just blew them out, 112-88. Jason Tatum going out for 51 points, the most points ever in a, a Game 7 uh, and knocking Philadelphia out of the postseason. Did anyone tell Philly it was Game 7? It didn't look like it. Where's our MVP? Uh, yeah, MVP? nowhere to be found. Nowhere to be found. Really? Did he carry the team on his back? Not really. No. D- James Harden. Ugh. Yeah. Only nine points. Yeah. Three for 11 and one for five from beyond the arc. The fact, Travis, that Jason Tatum does not get as much love as he should. Yeah. Because he's really the catalyst for this Boston team. Right. And over the last couple of games, he's been struggling uh, offensively, and he just unleashed it uh, when it mattered the most mm-hmm. and showed up and dropped 51. Well, and every year, Travis, it feels like Boston's in the Eastern Conference Finals. It does, And yeah. think about the turmoil this year. New coach after you just had a new coach. Now you have another coach. 
who didn't mm-hmm. become your permanent head coach until like January. Yep. And still, you went fifty-seven and twenty-five, the quietest fifty-seven and twenty-five in basketball. Mm-hmm. And you won. Now everyone is talking about AD versus Jokic, and that's going to be a great battle. But I think the Tatum Butler matchup is the one I am really interested to watch. Yeah, it's definitely a two of the uh, great playoff performers. Now, Travis, is it time for the 76ers to get rid of Doc Rivers? Yeah, I heard that conversation he happening on first take. Cannot win game sevens. Yeah, now he's six and ten in game sevens, and uh, another blown lead for another a, blown lead for a team that he's coached. Yeah, so uh, I think he's a great coach, mm-hmm. but just for some reason in these game sevens, and when his team the have leads in particular, he just yeah. he 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 just folds up, or his players fold up. One of the two. I completely forgot. I guess he was the Orlando Magic coach in 2003. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, they had a 3-1 series lead yep. in the playoffs, of course. Well, documented the 3-1 series leads with the uh, Clippers. Yep. And uh, uh, when he was in Boston during his tenure, he had uh, in 2009, 10, and 12, Boston had 3-2 series leads and all gone. And that's what happened this year as well. Philadelphia, 3-2 series lead and... It's gone, and another loss in Game Seven. Now, we're we're gonna transition from there to uh, two one person using social media correctly and one not. We'll start with the one who did it correctly, Travis. And that's JJ Redick. Did you see what JJ Redick put? No. Well, Doc for years says that that Clippers team that gave up or that gave up the three one lead, they didn't cooperate. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rivers said last month about the Clippers, um, he remarked that those teams, quote, never were never going to win because they didn't get along well enough as a group, and you can't win without cooperation. So after last night's game, what did J.J. Wright do? He just tweeted, I wonder if they cooperated. <laughs> that's yeah, great. That's that sad. is great because he was part of the, that Clipper team. Yeah, pulling out a receipt. Now, the person who didn't do it correctly, Ben Dumb. You know what, Simmons. What, what what did he do? He was just watching the game. No, Travis. You know what he was doing. He was throwing shade. Yeah. Because Embiid showed some uh, shade as well before. That, He's just throwing up a receipt as well. But here's the thing, Travis. They were still playing and didn't get shut down after 23 games in a season. Embiid has played an entire season, unlike Ben Simmons, who hasn't played a whole year in four years. Yeah. And they still both ended up the same, getting eliminated. There's an old saying, Travis, those should not throw stones who live in glass houses. Ben Simmons lives in a pretty glass house. Look like a pretty elaborate uh, glass house. Yes, from his living inside room. the house is irrelevant, Travis. The saying is, is that there is a heck of a lot more shade that can be thrown at Ben Simmons than Joel Embiid. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Because uh, Ben Simmons cannot play basketball. <laughs> that's fair. He can't shoot. He can't stay healthy. He can't do anything. 
Mm-hmm. And he gets on a team, and he'll play 10 games, and then, ah, my back, ah, my shoulder. Uh, I'm just not right quite there mentally. Yeah. But keep paying me. Make sure you keep sending me those checks. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say it, and I'm don't hate on me. That's okay. He is the definition of a millennial. Pay me, but I'm going to put in the least amount of work I can. And I'm not going to get good at my craft. No, yeah, not going to get any better. I'm not going to improve myself. Yeah. I'm going to give you the bare minimum so that you can keep paying me what you're paying me. But I'm not going to excel and I'm not going to push myself. Because, ugh, work. My back hurts. Oh, work. (laughs) So tired of Ben Simmons. Get this guy out of here. Get him out of here. Go back to Australia because you want to be on the Australian national team so much more. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, uh, speaking of, uh, Embiid, uh, I didn't really like what he did there in the, uh, post game. He basically yes. kind of threw his teammates under the bus there and says that him and James couldn't win by themselves and whatnot. And it's not exactly what I'd love no. to see from the uh, MVP. an MVP and being a leader on a ball club of just kind of throwing your teammates. Yeah. Uh, under the bus there. So. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I'm not saying Joel Embiid is perfect. Yeah. But. And we got, and we dogged on uh, Jokic for winning the MVP back-to-back years mm-hmm. and then doing nothing with it in the postseason with uh, not very good teammates. Uh, and Joel Embiid has better teammates, or at least one better teammate in James Harden, and he still can't get it done when he wins the MVP. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, you should criticize him and be just like we've been criticizing Jokic. Yep. Uh, I agree. His MVP performances in the postseason I agree. as well. Yep. But, yep, both matchups here, speaking of the bubble, both matchups will be a rematch of that 20-20 bubble in Orlando. Oh, nice. And the Celtics and Heat are matching up in the Eastern Conference Finals the third time in four seasons. And so. you know NBA and all of their broadcasting partners are salivating for a Celtic Laker. Oh, yeah finals mm-hmm. and they are okay with a laker heat final boy do they hate the notion of a nuggets versus anybody final yeah they don't want that because you either get yeah. the storyline of the celtics and the lakers and the classics they've had over the years oh yeah well, or you get lebron going back to miami to win a championship and actually having to go to miami to win the championship yeah. As opposed to the bubble. Mm-hmm. And not to mention the beautiful weather in L.A. and Miami. That's right. <laughs> so the uh, people covering the games will enjoy it uh, as well. There's but other reasons to go to Denver. There is, yes. But the air is thinner, so you get, you know. There is. You, you weigh less in Denver. So I always want to go to Denver before, like, I have a weigh-in or something like that. <laughs> yes, I've uh, heard things uh, about Golf Denver. courses are nice. Uh, yeah. Mountains are beautiful. Uh, but still, weather of Miami and L.A. Yes, I agree. Uh, better and a lot better things to do. Nightlife, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. As well. But uh, we'll have to uh, see as uh, Tuesday of the uh, Lakers and uh, Nuggets will uh, get the uh, Western Conference Finals uh, started. And that's at 7.30 on ESPN. And... Well, actually, no, that's not Tuesday. That's Thursday. I thought 
Oh yeah, it's it's Tuesday, and uh, on uh, Wednesday will be a game one for the Eastern Finals in Boston. There. Let's move on to the uh, Stanley Cup uh, playoffs on uh, Friday. Uh, Florida, they've done it. They knocked out the uh, Maple Leafs, so and they won their first uh, playoff series since 2004. And then see ya as the uh, Panthers win it in OT on a Friday and knock out the Maple Leafs. And so season done, mm-hmm. over with for Toronto. So yep. thanks for coming out and thanks for winning a playoff series. And then – Go home. Disappointment. See ya. Florida. I'm getting it done. On, uh, also on a Friday, the uh, Golden Knights, they uh, uh, took the 3-2 uh, to two, uh, series lead over the Oilers, 4-3. to uh, three, And uh, that forced a game of 6. And the Knights, they got it done as they went a 5-2-2 two, uh, two over Edmonton. And Marsha Salt having three goals, a Hattie. In Game 6, to the Golden Knights advance to the next round. And the stat that I absolutely found so interesting and that I loved here, since 2017, the Golden Knights have made three conference finals appearances while the Toronto Maple Leafs have gotten one. And the Golden Knights have entered Mm -hmm. the league in 2017. Uh, that's yes. conference finals appearances since 2000. Yeah. I guess I that's, should that's... preface this by saying. Yep. <laughs> Thanks for coming. Oh, the Toronto. And uh, Edmonton gets knocked out. That means a U.S.-based team will win yep. the uh, Stanley Cup. And no Canadian team has been crowned a champion since 1993. Yep. And so it will continue. The President's Trophy curse and... The Canada curse. But you know what that means, don't you, Travis? Continues. What does that mean? That means we just need to have one of these years, we need to have Toronto, Edmonton, Winnipeg be one of the – Montreal be one of, be the best team and win the President's Cup. That, that's the only way you can break it is you just got to have both of them happen to the same team, and it will shatter any curse. Yeah, that's, uh, that's fair. Uh, we'll have to wait another year for – uh, Connor McDavid uh, getting knocked out. You know the worst thing about all season. these players when they get eliminated? It's not that their season's done. Then they have to go and shave. That's the worst thing. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> uh, Kraken and the Dallas, uh, one of these teams will have to uh, shave after tonight. Because on Saturday, the Kraken, they got it done. They won 6-3 over the uh, Stars in Game 6. So that forces a, a Game 7 this evening at a seven o'clock ESPN mm-hmm. game seven in Dallas, Kraken Stars. I'll be watching this on my phone. Well, yeah, you'll be tuning in. Yeah, very well. I'll be cheering on my Kraken, Travis. <laughs> See if they can advance. Yes. To the next round. Yes. And the two expansion teams. Yes. Kraken versus Knights. I, I I'm I'm all about the Kraken, Travis. We've talked about this. We're going all the way. I want it. And Florida won. That's half of my equation. I want a Florida Kraken finals. You talk about covering things, Travis. How badly do people not want that? <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. Ugh. You're telling me I could have Vegas mm-hmm. and instead I get Seattle? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. Ugh. Some of that stuff is 
Hard. Kind of gross. Yeah. Don't want to think about it. But uh, 7 o'clock ESPN tonight for Game 7. I know that the uh, Game 6 for the Knights and Oilers kind of got uh, dogged on for being a 9 o'clock puck drop and uh, then breaking into a Sunday Night Baseball. Carl Ravage actually called the first goal because uh, the Golden Knights scored within 30 seconds uh, of the game. And I think that Edmonton, uh, they had three goals in the first uh, few minutes of the uh, game, and ESPN missed it all because they were still trying to finish up the Cardinals and Red Sox 9-1 to blowout. Uh. And uh, just talking about kind of the placement of the game, it was really kind of their hands were tied uh, there for ESPN uh, purposes due to the game seven and uh, some other oh, and Sunday Night Baseball obligations yeah. as well. So it was a bummer that game six – uh, happened at nine o'clock, but uh, I don't know what else ESPN you want them to do. Again, Travis, if you're telling me that you, as a as a broadcaster, you could possibly go to Florida and Vegas, Florida and Dallas, or Carolina and Seattle. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Yeah, not ideal. Carolina, Seattle's the worst of the of of all of them. Yeah. As far as just from a things to do kind of thing. Sure. Seattle's probably raining. It most likely is. Most likely it is. It seems like it usually usually yep. is. And then uh, I completely uh, forgot about this, but I don't know why it missed out on my uh, top three. But uh, we didn't talk about it. Well, we should have. The XFL championship. <sighs> the Renegade. They did it. They won. What a joke of a league. I knew you would love that. What a joke. Four and six. Bob Stoops, get out of here. Four and six in their XFL champions. Ridiculous. <laughs> they win two games uh, in the postseason? I, I guess. I don't yeah, because there were only four teams that made the playoffs. Yeah. So they finished six and six. Mm-hmm. And then champions. There's an upset. The defenders were nine and one. Yeah, they'd be an eight and two team and a nine and one team, and the six and six team wins the championship. Mm-hmm. Cinderella, baloney. <laughs> Only reason they got in is because they played in the weaker conference. St. Louis should have been there. Yeah. What was the attendance for that championship game, Travis? You got it there. Uh, let's see if it says. Probably doesn't. The Rock probably has that hidden somewhere. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it just says the game information and the capacity, but I don't think that that was how many people were there. I think it was just that the Alamo Dome holds 96,000 people. Yeah, there was not 96,000 people. Or not 96, 36,000, sorry. Okay, that sounds closer to what it could have been. Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> Dwayne, fix this. Yeah, Dwayne was was there on the, the podium. The top four teams make it, period. But again, it's the XFL. You're loving this because we're all talking about how dumb it is. But you're getting any coverage is good coverage. I guess. I don't know how much the regular ESPN station is talking about it. Well, no. I mean, I completely forgot about the championship that we didn't even mention it on Friday. But I just saw it on Cause they Twitter. Because a weird week off. Scrolling through. You don't need a week off to hype for it like the Super Bowl. Yeah, you need to because you need to get people hyped for it because you forget about it. <laughs> then you didn't do a good job with your week off. I think I saw Dwayne on one ESPN show last week. Yeah, 
too busy filming Fast and Furious 14 or whatever. Ooh, they're not doing that. He's not doing that. Him and Jumanji Vin- 2. Him and Vin Diesel don't get along. Oh, I thought I read somewhere where they're they're making concessions to get back together, possibly. Money talks, Travis. Uh, yeah, so that... that I'm booking it. Don't worry. I'm glad you mentioned the Fast and Furious. This doesn't really have anything to do with the sports, but... Okay. Uh, I did this see... This podcast a, isn't long enough, so let's keep going. <laughs> I did see a uh, thread uh, today that I, I enjoyed of uh, when did the... Uh, realism get uh blown out of proportion on uh the fast and furious movies that you stopped watching the movies because they became uh, too unrealistic <laughs> swinging and jumping out of airplanes with cars jumping uh the one that did it for me it was the skyscrapers when vin and paul walker were jumping from skyscraper to skyscraper in a Travis. Car. well yeah i remember <laughs> it was ridiculous that. according to the rap Dwayne The Rock Johnson has returned to the Fast and Furious franchise in the role of DSS agent Luke Hobbs in the upcoming Fast X. Yeah. So he's in the new movie. And I also heard that it was... uh, With Vin Diesel essentially begging The Rock to rejoin the franchise. Begging. Sorry, John. Please, Dwayne. Please. Sorry, John Cena. Yeah, you weren't... He didn't sell enough movies. Guess not. Dwayne, Dwayne, Dwayne moves the movies. John does not. I guess so. John popping up all over the place, though. Yeah. So. All right. You want to? Uh, all right. Finish up with NASCAR. Let's go to NASCAR. And okay. Wrap it up. Um. Here. First of all, Ross Chastain. Throwback weekend. Throwback weekend. Ross Chastain. You need to learn how to drive because you're ridiculous. I mean, if he hasn't learned by now. And here's the thing, he's leading the points. Yeah. So why would you change? He hasn't won in over a year, but he's still leading the points. I think after yesterday, now he's third. But he was upset that Kyle Larson drove up into him, and that's why he drove into Have you seen the restart, Travis? No, I didn't. Okay. I didn't I'm, get a chance gonna, to watch I'm gonna this. I'm going to pull this up because it is so. And you can tell that uh, you can tell that um, Kyle Larson is not happy. Like, <laughs> it is very obvious that he is not happy at all. Here we go. Um, let, me, let me mute the sound here. Mute the sound. Muting mute the, the sound. sound. Uh, mute, Gosh mute, darn it. You're not hearing this. Okay. There we go. Yeah. So, here. I'll re- re- Gosh darn it. I'll rewind it here. So, yeah. Ross is on the inside. He's going to push up into Kyle a little bit. And then they go off in the turn, first turn. And Ross is just like, I'm not breaking or turning. And he just shoves him into the wall. Well, Kyle stays in it, and he takes Ross with him and says, all right, you're going to put me in the wall and end my day. I'm going to end yours, and I'm going to push you all the way through the corner. And I'm going to keep pushing you until you get out of my way. Yeah. Like, it can't get any – at some point – and actually, uh, Kyle Larson's crew chief came on the radio and basically says, Chevy, this is twice now he's gotten us. Like, he's pleading with Chevy to step in and do something because no one else is doing anything about this. No. And the one guy who tried last week, Noah Gregson, got popped in the mouth for it. Mm-hmm. Like, yep. this guy is out of control, Travis. Every every week it's something. But it's working for him. Yeah. That's the problem. Why should he change? 
Mm-hmm. He still finished, I think, 20th. Uh, here was Kyle Larson is uh, 20th. Uh, Ross finished in 29th. Okay. Yeah, Kyle says, or his crew chief said, three races. They've gotten taken out by Ross Chastain. His crew chief said, quote, why did he run us right into the fence? Um, then he said, uh, make that three races he's taken us out of, Chevy. Three races. Because they're both Chevys. Mm-hmm. Right. So Chastain gave his version of what happened. He said, we all go race, and I fully committed into turn one and wanted to squeeze him up. I didn't want to turn myself across his nose for sure, so not how I wanted to be standing here talking to you out here and another incredible day for Trackhouse. Hmm. That's all he had to say. But, again, someone has to do something. Yeah, right. Because it's, it's kind of hilarious now, Travis. It is literally how many weeks has Ross Chastain not taken someone out? Mm-hmm. And it feels like every week. Yep. It's ridiculous. I don't know if last season, like last season, it was the Denny issue in St. Louis, which you were at. That kind of really put him, underlined him. And then mm-hmm. it kind of went away. He still had the beef with Denny, but it wasn't a big thing. And I feel, and this is my feeling, the Hail Melon got to his head because he was able to be that super aggressive and everyone loved it and people called it the greatest thing ever and i saw fs1 this weekend did a top 75 moments in nascar and they had it at number five which i think i had it in my top five as well i think you did yeah so we rewarded him for it and so he's like all right i can just be aggressive and the fact no one is calling him out and no one's stopping him whether that be nascar his team owner Himself, no one's stopping him. Mm-hmm. But here's the thing, and I think Cliff Daniels, Kyle Larson's crew chief, was very smart here because he pleaded with Chevy. When push comes to shove, is Chevy going to back Hendrick Motorsports, who has over a hundred, you know, two hundred wins, or Trackhouse, who's in their third year of existence? Right. Yeah. Who are they going to go with more? Who do you think that they're going to go with? (laughs) Mr. Hendrick, who owns HendrickCars.com, where they sell Chevys, and he's got over 55 Chevy dealerships in the country? Or Justin Marks, who's a guy, and Pitbull, who is never at the racetrack? Mm -hmm. It's pretty easy to me which one Chevy's going with. Yeah. So I would think Chevy at some point is going to go, look, you can't be messing with the Golden Goose team. Like, mm-hmm. Chevy and Hendricks are the powerhouse. Yeah. You you can't stop. Yeah, you can't be doing that. We're both Chevys. Why are you taking each other out? Mm-hmm. As long as a Chevy wins, we're happy. Now, luckily, they were lucky. Chevy won. William yeah, Byron. William Byron, 24 car, gets it done. 100th win for the number 24. Hmm. Didn't know that, did you? No. Teaching you new things every day. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Harvick finishing in the second. Chase was third. And I, I wanted to show you this picture from Victory Lane, Travis, because if you remember, I believe it was the Orioles who got in trouble with the MLB. Hendricks got a sponsorship with the Oversized Hat Company. They are the they official hat provider of Hendrick Motorsports now. 
They did, yeah. So, I remember someone getting in trouble for that. Yep. Said, MLB said, no, you can't do that because it's not our hats. Yeah. So that week, and I didn't even mention it on the show, that week they signed with Hendrick Motorsports. So now every time Hendrick wins, they've been putting on the giant oversized hat, <laughs> which I love. I loved it. <sighs> I'm not a fan of the huge hats. I just love it because it's a big like middle finger to Major League Baseball. Yeah. Like you said, we couldn't be there. All right, watch. We're going to go here and be with them instead. Yeah. A um, couple of things from the weekend overall. Like you said, it was throwback weekend. Broadcasting-wise, I thought uh, the first stage was not great with Kyle and Richard Petty. Uh, Kyle Petty likes to talk way too much, um, <laughs> and but he's not paying attention to what's going on on the track, uh, which is not great. I didn't think they were – plus, I don't like four people in the broadcast booth. It's way too many. It's kind of crowded. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the third stage was Bill Elliott. I thought Bill Elliott did a really good job. And then the second stage was Carl Edwards. Now, this is the one kind of everyone was kind of Carl Edwards. We haven't heard from him in forever. And he said during the pre-race, Travis, that, you know, the more time passes, the harder it's getting to stay away. Mm. And he said he's looking at getting a sim rig in, in his house and, and doing stuff like that. So there are people saying and are expecting announcements by the end of the year that he is going to be racing in that number 91 track house car, that third track house car they use for special people to come in. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of people saying Carl Edwards will be driving that car by the end of the year Hmm. uh, for at least one or two races. Now I personally don't feel that, but that's a report I am seeing. I'd love to have Carl Edwards back. Speaking of someone coming back, Ryan Newman came back this weekend. I know, I did see that. Got caught up in an accident and complained that his ribs were bruised, possibly broken. Oh. So that's great. That's what you want to hear from. Now, it wasn't because, because he backed into the wall. So a lot of people heard that and were like, uh-oh, you know, Kurt Busch and still not back with his concussion issues, Alex Bowman. But uh, supposedly it was because the seat was too tight for Ryan. He wasn't fitted correctly for the seat that he was in. And that's why it was hurting his his body. So um, they also I liked the command to start the race was given by the list of the 75 greatest drivers that they put out. Don't worry. Later on this week, we will be doing a breakdown of that list and who I think should not be on that list. I'll mm-hmm. tell you more about that coming in a little bit in a little bit. All right, Travis. Uh huh. Pick them. Pick them. Uh, gosh, I. I don't even remember who I picked. You picked Danny Hamlin. Danny Hamlin. It's one of his better tracks, but he was kind of a ghost on Sunday. Wasn't really anywhere to be found. Finishing in 12th. Finished 12th. I picked Joey Logano. Mm-hmm. Joey Logano finished 18th. Got caught up in a couple wrecks. So, Travis. Haha, <laughs> look at that. You got the win. I win. You win, Travis. That's the good news. The bad, bad news. news. Travis. Yep. Your final four is all eliminated. Your championship, everything is gone. You have two drivers left. I knew my champion was gone. (laughs) Yep. You have two drivers left. You had Ross Chastain, who got a win for you, and Chase Elliott, who got a win for you. I have my champion is gone, and three-fourths of my final four are gone. But in the second round, I still have, or in the next round, I have Chastain, Hamlin, Harvick, and Byron still. So I think points-wise, I may have locked it up as far as the bracket goes. Yeah. But we will continue to pick brackets against the actual bracket and and see who we'd pick. So um, advancing to not next week because we are taking a week off for the All-Star Race. 
it, uh, it was Chastain over Suarez, uh, Brad Keselowski over Eric Almirola, Chase Elliott over Joey Logano, Bubba Wallace over Ryan Blaney. Bubba had a good day. Um, Alex Bowman slash Josh Berry over uh, Austin Dillon. So Josh Berry, the super sub, I think he finished 30th, but Austin Dillon, I think, finished 34th. So he's advancing. Uh, Denny Hamlin over Kyle Larson, thanks to Ross Chastain. I love how he eliminated Kyle Larson, but Chastain still advanced because he had to face his teammate Suarez, and he was able to beat him. (laughs) Right? It just He just doesn't lose. Even when he loses, he doesn't lose. He can't lose. Um, Harvick over Stenhouse and William Byron over Tyler Reddick. So there you go. That's our, we'll be doing pickup next week for the all-star race. And remember, you can choose anybody, even people you've already picked. So going to North Wilkesboro next week. So there you go. So there you go. That's, uh, all I got. That's all you got. I think that's all I got as well. All right. Reminder, um, or I, I guess it's not a reminder if we haven't told you yet. Um, no radio show on Friday. Mm-hmm. Pod yeah. possible. Pod is still up so, in the air. So we'll do our, our NASCAR uh, stuff on Thursday. Thursday? Yeah. All right. Yep. And it's a full week of racing, actually, down there in North Worksboro. starts on Tuesday. Wednesday is the Cars Tour, so um, I know there's a lot of uh, NASCAR drivers who are going to be involved in that one. Um, the truck races on Saturday afternoon, so that should be a fun time there with the trucks. Um, being the first NASCAR shang- sanctioned series back at North Wilkesboro, and then uh, the the Cup All Star race there on Sunday. Mm. There you go. So full week, yeah, of racing for All Star Week. Yes, and then the following week. It's the greatest day in racing, Travis. We'll have lots of entertainment. Uh, not this upcoming Sunday, but the following Sunday, Memorial Day weekend. Got Monaco in the morning for the F1. Got the Indy 500, and then you got the Coke 600 at night. Oh, man. A you lot know, of racing. Breakfast in Monaco. You have lunch at Indy, and you end it with the night cap at Charlotte. Mm, man. I'm going to have to look up local cuisines and see if I can get that working. There you go. Might have to. I feel like I go around the world. Might have to. That's a full day of racing right there. Mm -hmm. All right. So uh, that will uh, come to a close uh, for today. Uh, Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for uh, downloading. We'll be uh, back tomorrow to uh, talk about those uh, postseason matchups and even more postseason matchups coming up on Tuesday. So go cracking. Till then, yep, game seven tonight. A stars are cracking. We'll be back to report on that as well. So until then, peace out.